morning, my friend. The marketplace of ideas is open. It's great to have you along. Welcome to the Greg Belfridge Show this morning. So Michigan uh, had a a pretty uh, decisive uh, contest yesterday. Voters in Michigan, and they both, um, let's start with President Joe Biden, where Biden wins, but he has some trouble. Um, there have been a number of people on uh, in the Democrat Party who have been calling on voters to cast an uncommitted ballot. And Representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan was probably the most prominent of those people calling, you know, urging people to vote uncommitted. And as she said yesterday, I was proud today to walk in and pull a Democrat ballot and vote uncommitted. We must protect our democracy. We must we must make sure that our government is about us, about the people, she said. And she said, with 74% of Democrats in Michigan supporting a ceasefire, yet President Biden is not hearing us, this is the way we can use our democracy to say, listen. So Biden did win, went, went on to victory, however... Um, the number of people voting, um, uncommitted is, uh, was pretty significant. It's one of the big takeaways from the, and this is, uh, Axios has got four takeaways from Michigan's primaries. And some of this is just absolutely fascinating. You know, from a perspective, as you just watching elections, I think, as an observer of what's going on, um, uh, some of it's fascinating. So there is, um, I mentioned the, you know, Arab Americans who very clearly in Michigan voted uh, not for Biden. They did not cast their ballots for Biden. And you've got to wonder how that's going to play out then as the election goes on for President Joe Biden. Donald Trump, in the meantime, went on to easily win in Michigan and um, pretty, I think, he had 68.1% support. Nikki Haley had 26.7%. And we'll talk about Nikki Haley in a moment. But Trump said, I just want to thank everybody. You've been so incredible. The numbers are far greater than we even anticipated. He said, we win Michigan. We win the whole thing. And he said, November cannot come fast enough, said Trump. So a spokeswoman for the Nikki Haley campaign um said that losing about 35% of the vote should serve as a flashing warning sign for Trump in November. And I think there is something to this. I'm not saying that the issue is Trump. I I would say I've got a much different perspective. I think Donald Trump is actually speaking to the core. Nikki Haley's not. That's why she's been roadkill. I mean, she she will continue her campaign for as long as they can, and um, but the reality I think for many of us is we we know where campaigns over. Everybody knows it, but her. 
Um, but this campaign spokeswoman saying some interesting things, and she said that uh, that since Trump's 2016 victory in Michigan, he lost Michigan Republicans the state house, state senate, the governor's mansion. And she said, let this serve as another warning sign that what has happened in Michigan will continue to play out across the country. So long as Donald Trump is at the top uh, top of the ticket, Republicans will keep losing to the socialist left. Our children deserve better. Why do you... uh, I'm just curious, you know, as to why you think... um, The if if Donald Trump were to lose, because there are a number of people, and we've talked about it at length. I mean, it is just the focus. It's it's difficult to get away from the fact that you've got the Never Trump movement and the hatred of Trump that's out there, and it's it's just it's been palpable for years. This hatred of Donald Trump. Um. The, this business about, you know who Nikki Haley appeals to? Rhinos. Rhinos. So rhinos where she's got a appeal. Uh, they hate Trump and Nikki Haley, good enough. You know, it's the rhinos. It's the Republicans in name only. It's not the committed Republicans who are, I have... I have yet to hear a single committed Republican who has been able to articulate this opposition to Donald Trump. I just haven't heard it. It's the, uh, and I think what what we see, who does Nikki Haley appeal to? Rhinos. Republicans in name only. Because she's a rhino. I think you see that clearer than ever. So it's uh, it's pretty fascinating. Axios has got a uh, piece, four takeaways from Michigan's primaries, is the piece that Axio, uh, Axios, Arab American and young voters turned out by the tens of thousands yesterday to vote, not for Biden, but for uncommitted in the Democrat primary. The protest vote, driven by anger over Biden's handling of the Israel-Hamas war, had drawn more than 77,000 supporters, with 70% of the ballots counted, several times more than organizers expected. So you've got Arab-American and young voters. I think it's important to say young Democrat voters who voted uncommitted. And then Axios goes on to say other takeaways. Biden has other problems, too. Another jolt for the president's campaign Tuesday. A jarring enthusiasm gap between Democrat and Republican primaries. So, in other words, Democrats are voting. They're not enthusiastic. They're not enthusiastic. They may be going out voting, but they're not Whereas you get people over on the right 
who were voting and with a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> That's that winds up being ooh, it winds up being a uh, winds up being an issue. And they go on to say it wasn't all good news for Trump. The surge in GOP voters was driven in part by about 27% of Republicans voting for Nikki Haley, whose support continues to be not nearly enough to win the Republican nomination, but enough to show that a sizable chunk of the GOP may never be on board with Trump. True? And then we'll have to see. Honestly, uh, I think... um, the, you know, Democrats generally have all stood together. We've talked about this many times. Republicans, there are a number of Republicans who talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. They, you know, and then, so I, I, I don't, I've got to, I have to wonder if, that support for Nikki Haley that was saw, that we saw in Michigan says more about the Republican Party than it does about Donald Trump. I'm not see. I don't think that it says all that much about Donald Trump. I because we all know who Donald Trump is. You love him or hate him. Uh, I think it says a lot though about the Republican Party. That's where the issue is at is in the Republican Party. And we see that throughout the Republican Party, throughout the country, even in states like South Dakota. There are a number of Republicans, and you know them by name, who are Republicans in name only. Those are they do not pursue or promote or talk um, celebrate Republican values. You know who they are. I think that's the issue. That you know Donald Trump has been a lightning rod for the fakers in the Republican Party, and you saw it in Michigan. It's a great example. Nikki Haley, her campaign's great example of it. So Axios also has a story saying that Donald Trump's closing in on Biden with young voters is the headline of this story. Gen Z and millennial voters were key to Biden's victory in 2020, but polls show that Biden's staunch support for Israel hurting him with younger voters. Biden got 52% to Trump's 48%. This was a new Axios uh, uh, survey of voters between the ages of 18 and 34. So Biden at 52%, Trump at 48%. And Trump's closing that goal. And Axios then quotes a political scientist at the University of Oregon who said of this, You know, we don't know enough yet just based on these polls. He said, we don't know enough yet. But this idea that young people are going to keep populating into the Democratic Party, there's some question marks around that as to whether younger voters will continue to join 
the Democrat Party. Yeah, that's kind of, you, you can see that. With the uh, number of people then who chose uncommitted over Joe Biden in the Democrat uh, primary in Michigan yesterday. So that's a big story. There was a piece at uh, Outkick.com while we're talking about Nikki Haley. This is Odds Checker. Updated their odds yesterday. uh, Showing the odds then of these folks to win the election. And Donald Trump is at uh, number one. Joe Biden, number two, Michelle Obama at number three, Gavin Newsom at number four, Kamala Harris at number five, Robert F., excuse me, Robert Kennedy Jr. at number six, and then followed by Nikki Haley at number seven. In other words, it's she's roadkill. It's, it's, it doesn't look good for the Nikki Haley campaign. And, again, this piece at OutKick says, Nikki Haley's campaign is dead. The rejection from primary voters in her home state of South Carolina over the weekend confirmed that she will not be the GOP nominee, barring something truly grotesque happening to Donald Trump. CNN says, No other major modern candidate has refused to drop out of the race after so many losses. Isn't that interesting? Don't you ask yourself why? As I do. You've got to, why? Why doesn't she drop out? Why not? Yeah, it's it's absurd. So that's a big story this morning, what happened in Michigan yesterday. You know, we talked yesterday at length, a lot of news about the uh, murder of um, Locke and Riley and the illegal immigrant who was arrested um, uh, with, with killing her. He's in the country illegally and the, the more details that we learn about that 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 murder are just more and more uh, unsettling. So a neighbor of Lincoln Riley's said that um, the man was captured disposing of, of bloody clothing evidence in dumpsters then around the apartment complex uh, where he and this man live, and he and the neighbor said that he was. Um, there was footage of him disposing of this stuff captured on security and doorbell cameras. And he said he took all of the evidence. He's on camera with his bloody clothes in a bag. So the footage was taken as evidence by police. So this story is just. Uh, It's just incredibly upsetting. And what's happening then with with these, the huge numbers of illegal aliens, and again, as others have said, 9 out of 10 people, not going to be a problem. 9 out of 10 people looking for a better life, better situation, whatever it may be, 
that 10th person. And when you look at the numbers of people that we have released into this country, it's incredible. So now uh, Jim Jordan, Republican Jim Jordan, along with uh, Representative Tom McClintock, sent a letter to Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, and they want more information about this. Jordan wants uh, documentation related to uh, the uh, man who is now facing multiple murder and assault charges. And Jordan said, criminal aliens exploit vulnerabilities in our nation's immigration system to the detriment of those in the United States. And then it becomes about the border and policies. He said the Biden administration border and immigration policies only increase the likelihood that criminal aliens will successfully enter and remain in the U.S. So they have given Mayorkas until March 12th to turn over a... Uh, the case history and file, history of entries into the U.S. They want this information. The And you can say that's, uh, that's political. Uh, it's unfortunate the border has become political. It shouldn't be. So they're demanding that that evidence be turned over to them. And then, you know, in another story, I happened to see this morning 34-year-old man from Guatemala, Guatemalan National, arrested in Massachusetts earlier this month, convicted of indecent assault and battery on a minor under 14. He had been released then despite that conviction, and the... Uh, There was an attempt then to file an immigration detainer. They went ahead and released him anyway. Then he was convicted of a separate assault and battery, and this goes on. So in other words, it's not just one. You know, this is a common theme that we are seeing. Um, And resulting in really the brutal murder of... uh, Locke and Riley is just uh, just really, really crazy. Also, um, this was interesting. I ran a, across, uh, there have been several pieces about uh, what's going on with comedy and in comedy right now and how um, comedy has become woke and then a number of comedians who are being canceled. And you may have seen, this is a comedian, Fox News certainly has had this story. They've talked to him at length. And this, it was one of the comedians who was canceled by the Capitol Hill Comedy Bar in Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington. And so he's one of four comedians whose shows were canceled. And because they, um, the, uh, the, what it boils down to is that they believe is the woke crowd just doesn't like them. And they say one of them, Kurt Metzger, 
was one of four comedians whose shows were canceled. And he said now of the of the comedy club, they're going to go out of business. They don't have real comics coming in. I looked at the lineup, he said. It's kind of sad. And he said when he heard about it, it, he said it made him laugh out loud, not because he thought it was funny. And he said, you know, but of Capitol Hill Comedy Club, he said they're known for their progressive values. And they um, they sent out an email saying this and said, we've received significant feedback expressing concerns about the alignment of these upcoming shows. And uh, they don't fit in with the neighborhood. Otherwise, too conservative for the neighborhood, and therefore we can't. And this is going on in a, a number of, of places. It's getting the attention um, at a number of websites because then I ran across a piece by Stephen Cruiser over at PJ Media on his morning briefing this morning, and the headline was, I'm glad Richard Pryor isn't here to see what woke is doing to stand up. So we, we will talk about that as well as a a number of other stories. We're going to talk about breakfast cereals a little bit this morning as well. The CEO of Kellogg's catching some heat. He said parents could save a lot of money by feeding their kids cereal for dinner. Uh, I'll tell you about that story and more coming up this uh, this morning on the Greg Belfry Show.